All right, welcome back to the Sort of Cool Show, episode two of season one. So I hope you guys enjoyed that first episode. It was just a quick welcome, just kind of let you guys know a little bit about who we are, what we have going on. Um, recording here in Nashville, Tennessee. We're having a blast. We hope you're having a blast too. Jimmy, what do I'm you think, I'm having man? a blast. I'm having a blast, man. This is our feel second show. I feel, feel like we've done 100 one? already. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> you feel good about that first episode? I feel awesome about it, man. Good. Good, Absolutely. man. Good. <laughs> hey, so this week, this week we're going to talk a little bit about supergroups, and you and I are going to draft our own supergroup, which I think is going to yeah. be so fun. Yes, we are. So we talked about this before, man. We have yeah. we have literally talked about what bands we would thought would be just awesome together, you know. And here we are doing it. It's going to be this is going to be a good time. Well, you know, you and I both have dreamt about like, what if, man, if if I was Doc McGee, you know, if I were going to put yes. together the the greatest supergroup ever, like who would I choose? Well, now you and I get to be managers and we get to choose who the heck we want to put in our band. We're going to put our anybody, own band together. It's going to be so any, great. Anybody we want, dead, yeah. alive, old, young, it doesn't matter. We choose. Yeah. This is our fantasy supergroup and we yeah. get to be the managers. That's right. One and, thing and we can't and do, name the band too. We can't choose two members of the same band. So That's I right. can't say, for example, you know, Axl Rose and Slash are my singer and guitar player. You That's can't right. choose Paul Stanley and Ace Frehley, right? That's right. And <laughs> I, yeah, that's right. I can't choose. Yeah. One person from a band and that's it. You would normally you would just say, hey, I want the Kiss lineup 1977. Call it a day. You're done. The- would do the Kiss lineup nineteen yeah seventy seven or seventy five or whatever, and then I would choose Extreme. Just all yeah. four of the guys from Extreme. I'm good with that too. But I couldn't do that. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, I think do from, this from a supergroup standpoint, man. Like I like I really loved Damn Yankees. I thought they were great. You know, you got yes. Ted Nugent on on guitar. You've got Jack Blades from Night Ranger on. You know, he's doing vocals. And then right. freaking Tommy Shaw. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, like those right. three dudes alone in a band together is insane. And then yes. they had some random dude playing drums. I'm not really sure where he came from, but I think he plays for Skinner now. But um, somebody called Leonard something of that nature. <laughs> yes, so, yes, him. So you've seen what you've was his last him? name? Corleone. Ah, man, dude. Honestly, I don't even. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I don't care. I don't think I don't think it matters. It's almost like it's almost like the um the guitar player in Velvet Revolver, which is one of my favorite supergroups, you know, because right. I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. So when you've got Duff, Matt Sorum, and Slash like in a band together, it's pretty killer, you know. And then you add Scott Weiland on the vocals. other people. And then right. the other dude, like who is the who's that other guitar? I have no I mean, I know he's like a, a legit dude, but like it's not I somebody that I've ever followed. You know, another supergroup, you know, you just mentioned damn Yankees. I got to see them. Yeah, um, I actually got to see them open for Bad Company, and this was when Bad Company did not have Paul Rogers. Oh wow! No, it so, was the other guy so who I couldn't well, remember. They his had name. a couple. They had a couple pretty massive hits without yeah, Paul if you Rogers. needed somebody. Late eighties that song. Yeah, yeah, if you needed yeah. somebody, that was that tour. And didn't they have another one called like Holy Water? Or something yes, like that? Holy Water. That's exactly those right. Songs were so good, man. And he was a good singer, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Damn Yankees open for them. It's like unbelievable. I mean, you know, I'm a huge Sticks fan. I'm a huge Sticks fan. Um, and I love Tommy Shaw and, uh, you know, Nugent and all that. But another super group, man, you know, Bad English. 
Man, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, the, that's, you know, the, the funny thing, man. Neil Sean, obviously, was the lead guitar player for Journey, as well mm-hmm. as... Um, as well, well as Bad English. Santana back in the day. Yes. I mean, that guy has been in three, four, five different. What was the band that Hot Cherie, uh, Hardline? Hardline. Dude, he was oh, hard, my I mean, gosh. Dude, I'm telling you, the guy, that dude, I I mean, when I, I've seen I've seen Journey Live a few times. I know you've seen mm-hmm. him too, but man, like the last time I saw them, they were co headlining with, um, with Def Leppard. And dude, Leopard, Neil yeah. Sean shreds. Like on every single song, like a he two does. and a half, three minute solo, it it was started to drive me crazy. Like, yeah, about three songs in, but man, the guy's so genius. melodic. He's so melodic when he does. It. He even when he shreds, he's so melodic. It's not like a noisy. It's just you know you can. It's just uh, those journey leads he plays. Yeah, are very you can hum them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and he's brilliant, but, man. He's brilliant. I mean, there's yeah. so many great supergroups, but I don't they think are. any supergroup is going to be better than the ones that you and I put together. Oh too, no, well, today, I mean, right? I, I don't even know why we even <laughs> have to say that because I think people are out there going, "This is going to be the most amazing <laughs> supergroup <laughs> that's we right. ever heard." Well, hey, well, so why don't we kick, why don't we kick off the 2020 right. sort of cool supergroup draft with your first pick of lead vocal? All. Okay, you guys are going to just lose your mind when you hear who I have for lead vocal. Now, this guy um, is goes way back. He's been around the business for a while. Um, I'm not going to give you a whole lot of detail about him. I'm just going to tell you a little, you know, just a little bit. Um, had a band called Stark Raving Mad with Winger's Paul Taylor back in the day. Um he was in a band called Kid Courage, and the cool thing about this, they opened two ACDC shows in the Bay Area back when ACDC first came to America ever. So that was a cool fact. But this guy has one of my favorite voices. This is the this is him in 1992. All right, Mr. Biggs, Eric Martin. That's a good one. <laughs> Dude, that's a good one. I love Mr. Big. I there's I have there's a local record store up by my house called Spinners, and I know you you've been there with me once when you came here to town to kind yep. of check things out. I was up there one day digging around, and I came across one of his solo records and picked it up. And man, it's just it's just really good. The guy has got such a classic rock voice, but then yes, he does. his solo record wasn't like it's not it didn't sound like Mr. Big. It was a little bit more pop, but dude, it was incredible. Like I, I love Eric yeah. Martin. Super cool pick. Really, really yeah. good. It, he is a good one. Well, who you got, brother? Man. All right. So I went in a different direction than you did. So Okay. Um, yeah, this is a this is a little bit different. But man, this dude, unfortunately, um, is no longer with us. But okay. he was considered one of the nicest guys in metal. I've re- I've been reading up a lot on on this individual and um, so many people had so many great things to say about him and just just how genuinely nice of a guy he was. And this dude was the lead singer for Rainbow. Mm-hmm. He replaced Ozzy Osbourne in Black Sabbath. And mm-hmm. then he had his own band called Dio. Ladies and gentlemen, Ronnie James Dio is my lead singer of my supergroup. <laughs> I'll give you a hand for that one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I've man. been listening Good to the, the, I've been listening to the Dio like uh, the ten year, like a decade, like hits record lately, uh-huh. uh, just to kind of you know brush back up on some of my early '80s metal. You know, Holy Diver was like oh, it's yeah. a classic record. record. It's considered one of the greatest metal records of all time. Yeah. I and, agree. 
man, his vocals are just spot on. He's so good. And quite honestly, you know, you got to pick your lead singer properly because lead singers often are the reason bands break up. So I figure well, I got now. a great singer who's a nice guy. My super group's going to be around for a bit. Okay, well, I hear you, man. That's a good choice. I, I like because I like Ronnie James Dio, so I'm not gonna. I don't hate okay. you for that one. Okay. All right, what, okay. what we All got? Right. What we got up next? So, so for our 2020 sort of cool supergroup draft, we're gonna pick lead guitar players next. Who you got? Oh, okay. Well, my guy is the best guitar player that's ever lived in the history of the world, in my opinion. <laughs> as well, <laughs> didn't want to play music. Had no interest in music when he was a kid. He wanted to act and play hockey and play football. He was first a drummer. Um, but he joined his now famous band when they were already established, and I didn't know that. That was a new fact I learned. Without going into any further details, once I say his name, everybody will go, oh, my gosh, that is the best. Nuno Betancourt from Extreme. Oh, Mr. man. Never, he never ages. He's just Nuno. He's I, so good, dude. Yes. Oh, my so gosh. So not, you know, not to get a little too off here, but like, I I saw um, it was like years ago on an MTV thing or something, but Rihanna was performing, and I was like, right. "Is that Nuno Betancourt playing guitar I for Rihanna?" The same thing. But I yeah, the dude. same thing. I kept staring at it, going, "That has got to be him." And it was. Yeah, yeah, man, that's so cool, yeah, man. Nuno, to be man. able to go from a you know a band like Extreme, you know, and dude, I you've you've seen Extreme, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I so, saw them only once on the Waiting for the Punchline tour. And, you know, first of all, Gary Sharon is a ridiculous, yes, ridiculous front man. I think, yes, you know, is. my favorite. I, it's almost man, like you had to, doubt. because of our rules where you can only have one person per That's band. Right, super right. group. You couldn't he choose would them both. have been my guy. But I could right. tell, yeah, Gary Sharon probably would have been your guy. But I saw him with Bon Jovi back on the oh, Keep man. the Faith tour. Wow. Yeah, they awesome. opened for Bon Jovi. So, yeah. So who you got, man? Dude, for me, all right, the year's 19, it's, yeah, right, the year's 1987, you know, I'm sitting in front of my TV set, I'm 12 years old, I'm in the seventh grade, and it's one day after school, I come home, and I'm sitting down eating a little freaking snack pack pudding pack or something, I don't know, whatever, whatever you do when you're 12 okay. years old, sitting in the living room okay. floor, right? So I sit down, I turn on the TV like every kid my age did, and we watched MTV, and then all of a sudden, Adam Curry... The v, one of the VJs on MTV, and for those of you listening, you know who are much younger than us. You know, yes, at one point MTV stood for music television, and they played videos twenty four seven. And dude, right? World premiere, Welcome to the Jungle from a band called Guns N' Roses, and my mind oh my was gosh. blown. This dude walks out in this top hat, this sunburst Les Paul guitar. And I freaked out, man. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what in the world is going on? So, man, my guy, right. Saul Hudson, better known as Slash, he's my lead guitar player in my super group. Great pick. Great pick, man. That's a great yeah, pick. Dude. So we both we both are on the on a roll, man. Let's let's talk a second about Slash, man. I saw him yeah. my my son, you know, we talked in the last episode, you know, he started to play guitar and and you know, I'm really pumped about, you know, where he's coming sure. along as, as an artist, you know, as a musician and Dude, so right. I took him to see Slash, just one of his favorite guitar players, and and we saw him at the Ryman in Nashville, which is about a twenty five hundred seat room, you know. So it's Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, you mm. know. That that band was just ridiculous that night. Yeah. But man, we're standing there and like you know the way the 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 room is laid out, 
is right. it, it's basically an old church. So you're kind of sitting mm-hmm. in pews, and, and it, the room is kind of a half circle. So it's That's a really right. interesting room. The funny thing about that room is you either want to be in the balcony or you want to be in like the first six rows on the floor. You definitely don't want to be under the balcony in that room. It's just a weird sound. So when you buy tickets— I've sat in the balcony before. In yeah, the, the balcony is incredible. So we, when you buy tickets, you either you look in the balcony first, which is really different for venues. Most venues are like, I want to be down front. I want to be on the lower level. But in this one, you want to be in the balcony or the first five or six rows on the floor. Dude, so mm-hmm. we were like row five, the, the row right in front of the, the balcony on the floor. And Slash comes over to our side. He's probably, I don't know, eight or ten feet from us. And just it's just ripping on his guitar. It's the greatest thing ever, man. I look at my yeah. son, and he's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's freaking Slash right in front of my face. So right. anyway, and then, you know, we've, you, you know, you and I have both seen GNR. I've seen GNR four times now. I saw him on the Use Your Illusions tour. And then I've seen him three times on this, uh, you know, not in this lifetime tour, and um, dude, I will go see them again. Uh, it's it's just they're just yeah. such a fun, such a fun band. So yeah, I saw them in '87 with Motley opening the first time I'd ever seen GNR, and I went and bought the cassette the next day because I'd never heard of them, and I was just freaking blown away by them. Yeah, absolutely, so, good so choice, good, man. So good, so good. Great choice. All right, man, we're gonna we're gonna move on to keyboard players in our supergroup okay. draft here. All right. Yeah, man. I have a guy who is also no longer with us, but this guy, I'm going to read a quote, and I'll tell you who it's from. Uh, Just really quickly, um, this guy, the quote says, and I quote, he is the most influential musical presence in my life. There has never been a musician like him in the history of hard rock. Everything about him was cool. That was said by Lars Ulrich of Metallica. Yeah, man. So uh, this guy co-founded Deep Purple in 68. He also had a stint with Whitesnake, but I'm going with John Lord from good, Deep man. Purple. That's a good one. Yeah, man. That's a good one. Yeah, keyboard, that's a good one. He's great. Keyboards, it's hard, man, because, you know, I think when you think of keys and piano, most people, you know, you don't think of hard rock for one thing. Um, that's and right. Most people are going to go to, you know, Billy Joel or Elton you know, John or somebody. John or somebody like that. Right. So, um, yeah, man, dude, that's a great, great pick, man. Way to go. Wait a minute. Cool. All right. Who you got? All right, man. All right. So I'm I'm going again a little a little off base for for my keyboard player here, and I'm you know by this point I'm I'm a teenager. I'm driving now. I've got my driver's license, and I'm heading over to my friend's house, and he had a studio in his basement, and we were going to go over and record a little bit. And um, man, I, I had the radio on, and this cool thunderous drum sound was coming on and this great guitar mm. sound and then this it was it's very progressive sounding and this this keyboard man these keys were just rocking it was so great it was a song pull me under from dream theater and i was like oh wow. my gosh like this is incredible man those musicians wow. were just insane yes. again you know i know that's not a super group man but those guys are also highly skilled highly trained man it's just incredible mm. so kevin moore from Dream Theater, he played with them from the late 80s to the early 90s. He's my guy, Good man. Pick. Good He's pick, my guy. man. I mean, that's a great band. Isn't the drummer for Dream Theater? Um, can't think of his name right off the yeah, top of my Mike head. Portnoy. Portnoy, yeah, great yeah. drummer, too. So, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Good choice, man. We're on a roll. Heck yeah. We're on a roll. The Sort of Cool Show is on a roll. That's right, man. All right, dude. So here we go. We've got um, we've got a couple more instruments left. We've got our rhythm guitar player. We've got our bass guitar player. Then we've got our drummer. And 
you know, this was your idea, which I really love. We had to come up with a name for our band. So yes, we'll, we we'll get to rhythm. Do. We'll get to rhythm guitar right here. All right. My guy can, the reason I chose this guy, I had a couple other choices to begin with, but this guy I went with because he can also play lead. So I wanted to do somebody who could switch in, switch off with, with Nuno, which you don't really need anybody. But anyway, this guy was actually, I didn't know this. He was in the bullet boys for a while. Wow. Love that band. Uh, yeah. He also was in Guns N' Roses in 09 to 15. This is when Axel put his own version of Guns N' Roses together. You know, <laughs> yeah, Axel Rose and copy the um, this, The most interesting fact about this guy is in 2013, he wanted to propose to his girlfriend. Check this out. So he talked three Las Vegas police officers into taking him and his girlfriend up in a police helicopter to ride so he could propose over the city of, uh, you know, of Las Vegas. He did. Well, when they got down, it wasn't a cool thing because all three officers were punished for unauthorized use of a police vehicle. One of them retired before he got demoted. One was transferred and the pilot was banned forever flying for the police department ever again in his life. Dude, that is so rock and roll. <laughs> That's crazy, man. isn't it? But anyway, I've gotten to see this guy. I love him. Uh, DJ Ashba, who is now with 6AM, one of my favorite yeah. bands. That's my rhythm player bingo yeah man you know what's funny you know i i saw a poll on a on a facebook group i'm involved i'm a part of with a with it's like a guns and roses fan group you mm -hmm. know obviously anybody can can be a part of it but right. i saw somebody do a poll on you know how how do we let's pick our our favorite guns and roses lineup and i was like well that's really stupid i mean everybody's gonna pick right. five i mean that's the only way right. to do it but i was shocked at how many votes dj got you know, really? obviously he That's was awesome, in like second place, but he got a ton of votes, man. Like behind yeah, Slash, so killer. Anyway, man, that's a good pick, dude. He's he's yeah, really man. really great, really great. Yeah, man. Who you got, who man? You got, my man. guy, my guy was uh, he started a band with his brother. So this guy was the older brother to Angus Young of ACDC. Oh, so Malcolm okay. Young, man, like he's my he's my guy again. Another another guy who's no longer great. with us. Um, man, Malcolm, that's a great pick, like, though. I think if you if you really pay attention to the ACDC stuff, man, if you listen to their music and you just listen to that rhythm guitar, obviously, you know Angus is the face and the and the vibe and the feel. He's sure. the star of that band, you know. Right. I mean, especially when you've got a guy like Bon Scott who's very charismatic as a singer, and then he dies unexpectedly, you know, very early on in their career, and then they bring in Brian Johnson, and Brian Johnson, in his own right, is a fantastic singer. But you know right. he, you know, and 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 they still had massive success with those two lead singers. But really, mm -hmm. Angus carried it from a from a he, presence that's right. standpoint. But even Angus will say to this day that Malcolm was the glue to ACDC. He was mm -hmm. the organized guy. He was the one who kept kept that band moving. He was always coming up with ideas, writing songs, really cool rhythm parts, and he really was the driving force behind ACDC. And I would say, in my in my expert opinion right okay I, I give i'm you not that. really an expert well whatever we'll just say that sure um, you are in man. my opinion in my opinion i think malcolm young is one of the most underappreciated guitar players that's right wrong yeah that's that's i, the, I that's agree man product. great that's pick. Man, and i'm i'm staying i'm staying with it man malcolm young okay all right all right i got you good pick man good i all like right. that thank you where are we at now bass player we're bass guitar man all right, my dude. Some of you guys may know him, but you know the cool thing about him, he's a you know, he's a South Carolina boy. He actually uh, he started with a band called Max Warrior, who I got to see uh, open for Striper back in the day, uh, early early day. Um, 
he also ended up with a band uh, called that you guys know called Firehouse, who started in 19, 1989. When we talked about their record last week, how great it was, you know, as a, as a uh, debut record. He left Firehouse in 2000, and he went to play with Country Axe, man. He played with Trace Atkins and Craig Morgan for a while, but he also joined Striper, who he's currently with in 2017 to replace Tim Gaines. My bass guy is Perry Richardson. Come on, man. I love it. I, dude, I was a huge fan of Firehouse, man. That first album, Me too. you know, unfortunately Me too. came at a really bad time for hair metal. You know, it came out in 1990. Um, yep. you know, kind of right, right when Nirvana was starting to kind of come around and, you know, obviously mm-hmm. as we all know, they kind of, you know, Nirvana ushered in grunge music, which really can, right. for all to made purposes, everybody really mad, killed hair metal, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> it right. Did. It did. It, it did, did, man. It did. So, um, anyway, that was a band, but that was a, that was a great, great record. I only got to see Firehouse one time live. Um, but man, they were fantastic, man. With you. Oh, with that's you. right. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. Warrant. Warrant. Yeah, Trickster Warrant Firehouse. Yeah, man. Yeah, when I saw him with Max Warrior, CJ Snare was also the who was Firehouse singer was also the singer for Max Warrior too. So that's awesome. You know the funny thing. So Firehouse, you know, I grew up in Charlotte, and I used to live in Charlotte. But we, you know, they were kind of a local band, but they were called White Heat. White Heat. That's right. Yeah, and so they were on like the local rock station on local licks, like on Friday nights or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember they played. Shake and Tumble and yes. Rock on the Radio on 95.7 mm-hmm. The Rock in Charlotte. And the they rock. played him and was like, hey, this is the new band. This is White Heat, but they're having a contest to come up with a name of their band. And so you really? would call in and submit your name for, you okay. know, for this new band. And so, you know, I don't yeah, know if they that. got their name this way or not, but they ended mm-hmm. up changing their name from White Heat to Firehouse. Yeah. Interesting story real quick like Virginia, you move on. Yeah, they were like a Virginia. Yeah, they came from Richmond. Okay, they were from Richmond, but they moved to Charlotte. Um, but the interesting story: a friend, a mutual friend of ours that play, you know, that we know, names Michael from yeah. the Charlotte area. He told me that when they got together, they decided not to play any gigs. They just they rented a house, and all they did was write day and day and day and day. That's what they did. They wrote. They didn't play any gigs. Yeah. Until they had enough to just, demo. It's, it's really ridiculous, yeah. man. So many yes, great songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Songs. Cool, man. All right. Well, my next one is going to cause me a lot of flack. I think people are going to probably disrespect me for this one um, for my bass player. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, It's it's going to I'm almost a little bit ashamed. But then again, I'm not. So this this gentleman um, reason I picked him was because he played bass for Alice Cooper back in the 80s. And, you know, Alice Cooper only chooses the A-list to play in his band. He doesn't shoot. If you're not the best on the market, you don't get the gig. Nope. He doesn't choose the, the, the B he chooses the a, and that's it. And Kip winger is my guy. There. Kip winger, okay. The, okay. Uh, the ballet dancing <laughs> bass that's player, right. air metal, man. I don't know. You can call him whatever you want to call him. I, the funny you know, thing man, is, like, I don't hate you for that. Stuart Stevenson, the character on mm. Beavis and Butthead who wore the winger shirt, you know, um, <laughs> Was always getting, yes. you know, always getting made fun of by Beavis and Butthead. As you know, those guys have Metallica <laughs> and ACDC. Shit. They were way right. cooler than Stewart was. But um, man, yeah, totally. So the funny, the funny thing is, is like you know, every time a, you know, because Beavis and Butthead, they they would have like the skit, like the cartoon thing, and then they would watch music videos and they would critique the video and make fun of the video. Right. 
and they every single time you know uh, a winger video would come on they're like ah those guys are wussies <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that's right. Totally yes. making fun of him. So anyway, that's my guy. Finger. You can make fun of him if you want, but the dude's a beast of a bass player, and he's a fantastic singer and a freaking amazing songwriter. Amazing songwriter. Yeah, if you ever yeah. get a chance, people listen to his acoustic stuff. It'll it'll blow your mind if you just like that kind of stuff. So, yeah. all right, good pick, man. We got good bands. Yeah, dude, we got good bands. Great bands. All right, where are we at? Drums. We're drums, man. Drummer? This is our last instrument all for right. the uh, for the draft, and then we gotta we gotta it name is. our band. All right. All right. For my drums, I went a little bit different, kind of kind of different for me. But this guy, first of all, he toured with Alanis Morissette, the pop pop rock girl back in the day who had that jagged what Little Pills album or whatever it was. Yep. Um, he uh, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him. I'm just going to tell you who it is. Uh he was actually called by the leader of this band to ask, hey, do you know any drummers that we could get? Because we just kicked our drummer out. Um, and he was like, dude, I'll do it. You know, and the, the deal is they never thought he would leave Lannis. He said he didn't want to be a drummer for somebody else. He wanted to be in a rock band, you yeah. know, a real band. That was Dave Grohl. Yeah. So man. this is the Foo Fighters drummer. I love this guy. I love to watch him. Taylor Hawkins from the Taylor Hawkins. This guy rocks, man. Absolutely rocks. Love that, man. I, you know, I saw Foo Fighters um, a couple of years ago at Bridgestone in Nashville, and and it was back when Dave had broken his foot or leg or whatever it was, and he was in that that throne with those like guitar stocks, whatever. Like on the side of it, it was yes. so cool. I was a little bit bummed when I, when I, you know, when I heard that he wasn't going to be like up and rocking. But quite honestly, dude, he just put on such a fantastic show. Like in, even in that throne, like that, it was unbelievable. But Taylor, right. he's like animal from the Muppets when you watch him play. Yes, man. that's he right. Ridiculous. He's got a great voice when he <laughs> oh, sings. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, he's it's great, cool, man. man. That was that's a, that's a fantastic great. pick, man. One of my one of my cool. favorite. You, one of my favorite drummers. Yeah, man. Who you got, man? All right, man. So um, this one's mine. This guy, uh, he's been around for a long time, um, playing in multiple bands. And, uh, man, just all around, really, really killer drummer. He's like he's like the consummate rock drummer. Like, when you think of rock drummers, okay. like, I think this is this is one of the guys that, that should come to mind. If he doesn't, he absolutely should come to mind. So my guy here, man, Bobby Rock, went to the went to Berkeley College of Music. The dude played for Vinnie Vincent Invasion. He was the first drummer for them, played on both records, toured, you know, so he was kind of the drummer that whole time there. He played in a in an 80s yeah. band called Nitro. Uh, they had a big song right. called Freight Train. Um, and then he also we went... We have a guy that played, don't like Nitro. <laughs> yeah, we do. On our, uh, yeah, on our, on our Instagram, Instagram page, he commented about that. <laughs> yeah, he'd so That's okay. That's all right. You, don't, you know, we can't, right. be, we, can't, we can't be for everybody, man. So, right, so he played, played with Nitro, and then he left Nitro. If he did, if that dude didn't like Nitro, he's not gonna like this next band that Bobby played in. But Bobby played in Nelson. So the Nelson right, brothers, Matthew and Gunner, Matthew and Gunner Nelson. Um, he played for Nelson then, and then uh, now, man, the guy tours with Lita Ford. And dude, yes. it's like you know dude, the funny dig. thing is, I, I read you know I read Bobby's book just recently that he put out, and Me in, too, the, as in well. the book, I think Lita Lita Ford might have written the foreword. She wrote something in the in she the book. did read the, she did do the foreword for the okay, book. Okay, so, so it was a foreword, and I remember she said in there that she called, uh, I believe it was Gunner Nelson. It's like, hey, you know, I need it, I mm-hmm. need a drum. 
fill in my drummer's gone. I need a drummer to fill in. Like, who do you call? And he's like, the only guy you call is Bobby rock. He's the only yes. one to call. He's you great, know? man, which is really he's cool. Great. That's like high praise, you know? So, so Bobby rock, man, that's my guy. And if you haven't read his book, the boy's going to rock, you got to pick it up, man. Yes. It's a great, you got to. it's really fun. It's really fast. And, um, he's a smart dude, man. Like, yes, you very. know, he, he you know, he, he's had some kind of, you know, like most rockers do have a little bit of a troubling past, but man, he came out of it quickly mm-hmm. and kind of recovered, man, lives a super healthy life. He runs and works out all the time. And like yep. the dude, the dude's just incredible, man. He's just such yes, a, such a choice. great, great dude. really good Instagram. Good follow too, if you haven't followed him. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So there's our group people. There's yeah. our band. Yeah. So I'm going to run down real quickly mine and you run down your list. Then yeah. we'll name them. All right. Vocals, Eric Martin, my lead guy, Nuno, Betancourt, my keyboard player, John Lord, my rhythm guy, DJ Ashba, my bass player is Perry Richardson, and my drummer is Taylor Hawkins. Rock me. Awesome, bro. Well, what's the name of your band? Oh, okay. Because I am, and you are too, I am a fan of the mob. (laughs) Not a fan of the mob, but I'm a fan of mob history (laughs) and mafia. So. Because I'm going to be an electric band, my name of my band is the Electric Mafia. There I'm you down, go. Bro. I'm, I like <laughs> it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. I'll give you a quick rundown of my guys. So, right. vocals, I've got Ronnie James Dio, lead good. guitar, slash, keyboard, Kevin Moore, rhythm guitar, Malcolm Young, bass guitar, Kip Winger, drums, Bobby Rock, and my band, band. is called... The O'Neaters. The O'Neaters. <laughs> from, <laughs> That's yeah, man. From no, the I Wonder Year. It, it, I mean, not the Wonder Years. What yeah, am I talking total, about? Uh, no, that thing you do. That thing you do. What in yeah, the world am I talking about? It's one of my favorite movies of all time, man. And so I thought, it is hey, a great movie. Do a little, little homage to uh, to Tom Hanks's film there. There you go. And the O'Neaters. So, so what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to put, you know, we'll have, there'll be something on our Instagram page about the bands we, you know, our, our lineup is up. You just need to go on there and say, hey, I like, I like Steve's band better, the O'Neaters, or I like Jimmy's better, the Electric Mafia. Whatever you want to do, man. We're not going to hate you if you don't <laughs> like either one of them. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at The Sort of Cool Show. It was good to hang out. We'll see yeah, you next week. Always is. See you next week, my friend. Later. Later. Later.